0: in all of time in all of history man has never created one single living cell yet your body does that millions to billions of times a day that's where i put my face so i try to encourage people i want them to know that listen that there's a doctor 24 7 on the clock making chemicals making hormones detoxing you so yeah compared to the smartest person you know or the greatest doctor you think. I'm just saying that level of intelligence is laughable compared to the wisdom that is in you right now animating you so you can even hear me say this. If I can help you understand the magnificence of the body that God gave you, your fear of disease drops significantly. Your fear of a fever drops significantly because you realize that you're designed to heal. So I'm Dr. Ben Rawl. Welcome to Design to Heal. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Designed to Heal. Today will be a special episode. I think one that's going to be—we uh, have a variety of topics we talk about. We talk about, and we're not afraid to talk about difficult topics. But then there's just some episodes I think that are extra special. I think as parents, some things—they're just some things we can't imagine ever having to go through. Um, when it comes to healthcare and health freedom, there's issues that we may think about and 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 not want to happen. But maybe many of us think. Thankfully, many of us never have actually had to live them out. Um, but when we do meet people that have had to go into these battles for their family, um, for their for their lives, for their perspectives, um we need to pay attention, and we need to understand why those things happen and what we can what can be done. Today we have, I guess that many of you might be familiar with you. You might not remember it entirely, but it was certainly national news for a while amongst a few other stories during uh, the Covid time. But we have Chrissy and Lee Hicks with us today. They had a daughter who was in need of a transplant, an adopted daughter. Um, And they were having a very difficult time getting that done at Duke University because of requirements for COVID-19 injections at that time. And so they have fought that fight and they're going to give us some updates on their, their sweet daughter and her health. We were talking a little bit. Uh, before this, but um, I just, we, I really do consider it an honor to have uh, Chrissy and Lee here to tell us their story, not just so we can celebrate the victory, but also so we can learn from it and we can understand what's at stake and what can we do as, uh, as people, um, people of faith, just citizens of of America to make sure this doesn't ever happen to gosh forbid anybody else or our children. So welcome to the show, Chrissy and Lee Hicks. Thank Thank you you very much. much. Well, I guess, will you guys just take take us down the journey, if you don't mind? Tell us some of your story, a little bit about you. I know you have other kids other than Yulia, but uh, quite a few, matter of fact. Uh, but will you just tell us a little bit about you, your, your journey, your story, who you are, and then, we, and then uh, your story about Yulia?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, we'll just kind of start a little bit how Yulia came into our family um, and go from there. So, we had seven kids at the time. It was nearing Christmas time, and I didn't want to buy Christmas presents, honestly. And so I said, let's do something for somebody else. And I had seen um, on Facebook this open hearts and homes for children. It was a hosting um, organization. You can host an orphan for Christmas. And so I said, let's go ahead, ha- let's do this for Christmas instead of buying presents. And the kids all agreed. Um, the girls said they would only do it if we hosted a girl because we had five boys and two girls at the time. Um, and so we hosted Anastasia, our oldest adopted daughter from the Ukraine, and Yulia and her brother Ivan were hosted at the same time to another family in Raleigh. Um, so we kind of knew who they were, but um, when we went to go back to adopt Anastasia, my husband went, I was pregnant with our eighth baby at the time, he and our um, one of our daughters went to pick up Anastasia and Yulia and her brother were being adopted at the same time. So that's how they really got to know Yulia and her brother Ivan. Um, And so time passed, we came back to the States. We heard that Yulia had a kidney problem because at one point, our oldest daughter, Anastasia, the adopted one, wanted to test to see if she could be a Mm -hmm. match for her because we knew then that she was gonna need a transplant. Um, And then we kind of lost track of both of them. And then um, January 8th of 2021, we were finishing up dinner and we got a call from the adoption agency, one of the women from there, asking us how far we were from Raleigh. I thought she was flying into Raleigh and wanted to visit but she said no actually I don't know if you remember Yulia and Ivan but they are in Raleigh and they need to be picked up in 3 hours can you just pick them up I'll explain the story later just keep them for the weekend so of course we agreed we went to pick up um Yulia and her brother and um and the weekend turned into forever which we're grateful for of course god's hand was in all of this there was a family you want to tell that smart <clears throat> that the family that was going to come in and adopt them. that had
2: Yeah. Been so there's another family that uh, had been following Ivan and Julius' uh, uh, pathway for a few years uh, near from Georgia and they came up for a visit just to kind of see if this was going to be a good match for them. And uh, they took them out to lunch, had, you know, basically interviewed each other. And as they were driving home back to Georgia, uh, they kept hearing, they kept praying about it and kept hearing that, you know, no, this mm. is not, this is not a right fit for them. Um, so after about a week or so, we, and we prayed as well. Cause you know, and I was actually totally at peace with this, uh, with adopting Yulia and Ivan. Um, I
1: was not, I wasn't quite not <laughs> so, because we already had nine children. I yeah. had just given birth I'm, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, could-
0: I want to, I want to ask you guys, I just think, and I don't mean this to to, to, to blow smoke at you or to like, <laughs> but I mean like, You seem like exceptional people. (laughs) I mean, I've got two kids and I... I'm I do all it takes all I got to pull that off um is there I mean mm. is there more to your guys's story have you always did you want a large family do you come yeah. from a large family did you always oh, adoption always part of your, your heart I mean I appreciate no, your none, candor no. Chrissy yeah. the above. <laughs> the above. are you just extra family? special people or what's going on here <laughs> no
2: so no I, I think we're just open to God's plan on God's will and that's just uh he's blessed us m- many times over we we originally when we were getting I was not even uh so I was raised Baptist, mm. Christy was raised Catholic, mm. um, and so when we got married, uh, the, when I saw her, the monk was a uh, yeah no, as he was uh, saying the vows and talking about children, um, I just pointed at two fingers. I was like, no, two or three, maybe you know. That's mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. I was thinking because I came from a family of two. Okay, Christy came from a family of three, and so we no, we had no no idea we're going to have a big family. until yeah. you know. I
0: mean,
1: I kind of wanted a big family. I grew up when I went, I went to Notre Dame and my roommate was from a big Italian family. And every time I would go home to their family reunions, I always thought it was cool that there were so many people mm-hmm. and there was always something going on, but never in my wildest dreams would I ever <laughs> have guessed that we would have this many children or adopt children. Like I was right. always anti-adoption. Like why would I adopt? I already have so many kids of mm-hmm. my own. Um, but that wasn't why Oops. like, so it was just like you know nine kids is a lot and I homeschool the kids too so there, there's just a lot and I was afraid like will I be able to homeschool them um and then knowing Yulia's, I am actually a physical therapist okay, I have my yeah. doctorate in physical therapy so I do have a medical background yeah. so that part didn't really scare me as much as much as it was just like so much more added mm-hmm. on but when Lee was talking about that other family had said they kept hearing no my prayer was I'm not going to get in a fight with someone for custody. If you don't Mm. want, if you want us to adopt these children, God, then those people have to say no. And so when she called and said, we don't know, we just keep hearing no. And I don't understand why Mm. I was like, Oh, Mm. I understand why God's answering the prayers that this is what we're supposed to do. And it was a miraculous, like we went to Duke, um, because we, I knew that she was getting care at Duke. So I was like, we need to get her back up to Duke. She had been away in Arizona. I didn't know how long I didn't know what care she had gotten there. So I was just trying to reestablish care at Duke um, within a week of us having them, but they would not do dialysis unless she had a stable home environment, which makes sense. You can't be in foster Mm. care Mm. and be doing dialysis. Um, And so that's when we knew like we needed to push the adoption forward quickly. And by the grace of God, it was done in 90 days, which is unheard of. Like that doesn't happen. Um, So God's hand has been in this the entire time. they started pushing at Duke. They, they started pushing the vaccine as soon as it was available for teenagers. I think it was that day we had an appointment and they are like, Oh, it was just approved for teenagers. Let's get Yulia the shot. And I said, "Um, no, we'll yeah. wait. We're, yeah. you know, we're not sure about this shot yet. We're not going to do that. Um, and so they would just kind of every couple months they would continue to push it. It actually well, became a big stressor for me. And yeah. I wouldn't go to the appointments anymore.
2: I made my husband go. Mostly because they, they kept pressing her and, and kind of almost bullying her. So, but they never. When well, I walk in, you know, of course, I told them no, and and they never really approached that just a, nice. a topic with me as much as they did with her. Hmm. So, um, and,
0: and, 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 and yeah, and just I guess just in that moment, because I want people to to understand this a little bit. You know, here you are as a parent, and you know adopted or not adopted it to me that's irrelevant this is your child now and you are contending right. for her health and like any of your children's health and so many times and here it is it's duke and you know we you know so, you know, everybody knows that school and it's a fancy place and Duke medical, right? The triangle, the research, triangle. I mean, all this stuff. And I think sometimes people are intimidated. They feel like as parents, well, what do I know and who am I to question? And and I think that we have done a real disservice. I mean, I think ultimately, of course, you need to come to those decisions for reasons that you come to them, but, but certainly not just because somebody told you so. And certainly if you have reservations or concerns, whether it's religious reasons, um, your own belief or, or, or medical reasons on your own understanding or perspective on health or honestly, any, any of those things that we ultimately need. And, and we really saw that of course, <clears throat> come to the forefront during the COVID years or certainly was exposed a lot of it during that time. So I just want parents that are listening to this, that again, hopefully you'll never are in this position but you could end up in that position. And then and when you're there right in the moment, right? Toe to toe with a, a, your, your daughter's life literally kind of hanging in the balance. Um, I, I don't know if many um, have the, the fortitude that you guys have or had to really face that down. Did you have any perspective on that? Like, I know Chrissy, you're kind of saying like, Hey, I was done. I made, I made Lego do it, um,
1: um, but well, just some thoughts just on that. At a certain point, because here, so the other part of it is, and it's just a reality in the, in the field that you're in. Um, yeah. So they almost bullied me more because they knew I was medical. Right. Like what do you, well, you you've and been mom. trained and, mom. Medical and mom. yeah, you've been trained, you know, vaccines work. What, what is your problem, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it just,
2: but the problem with, so, and yeah, so I'm sorry, I don't mean to it's cut okay. you off on it. It, it. The other thing is, as I looked at this, because we both served in the military. I mm. served 20 years, Christy served for, And the thing we, as you learn as you're growing up through the military, is you know kind of always question, we're always questioning, mm. is this right or is that wrong? Or, you know, is this the right way? Is this not? Or, and try to get as much information as possible before you make it a, a final decision, especially as a leader, because you know you're putting people's lives at mm. risk. Mm. So the thing as well it, and on top of all of this is that it was already it was just an experimental drug. Yeah. It was experimental vaccine. So that so sorry. leading
1: before we even got um Yulia and Vanya, we had reservations about the shots yeah, We sure. had friends that you know, of course they for, forced it on everybody in the military. People were being kicked out because mm-hmm. of that. Our two older children almost didn't get to go to college because of it. I had been fighting the vaccine mandates before all this happened. So gotcha. God was like laying it, you know, like, and I and I was still never thinking it. you'd
0: have to do this in, in this no, capacity, no, no. but yeah. Oh,
1: for sure not, no, no. 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 This was, um, I mean, we lost a lot of friends over it. We, we lost a lot. Okay. I mean, even family members that, you know, are mad at us. You put her life in danger. Gotcha. You, you know, you did, you, what were you doing? What were you thinking? You're lucky it worked out. I'm like, no, it mm. worked out because mm. we, I, so while it was like stressful, God was definitely carrying us. Like we right. never thought Yulia might die. We thought God is going to provide us with a kidney. He's going to provide us with an unvaccinated kidney and a place to do it. He will because He is faithful, and He will do this for us if we stand tall.
0: Um, so, so okay, so this is you're you're having this battle. You're you're you you're saying you're feeling definitely God's in this, but you're still faced with the reality of uh, they're saying Duke's essentially telling you no i mean i when all Mm -hmm. push comes to shove they're like listen unless you get her jabbed she's not going to get a kidney
2: so yeah and we've had we were at that point we were looking at surgery um, and they brought us in for a a full day workup and there was the infectious disease doctor um, came in dr chang he came in and said that other patients had received of the kidney or a kidney without the vaccine that gave us a little bit of hope okay. I was like oh okay so this isn't as as cut and dry as as they say it is and so there's there's a glimmer of hope here that we can potentially get a, a a kidney here without a vaccination and uh and then it was Dr chambers who came in who was I guess he's the word of director but anyway she, she's the one that came in and said no absolutely not you mm-hmm. will not unless you follow our policy or mm-hmm. unless you follow our unless, then you're not getting in our recommendation which is to have the vaccine then you're not going to get a kidney and so well that's a requirement so No one told us this was going to be a requirement. No, it's not a requirement. It's a recommendation. It was
1: just semantics.
2: Yeah, exactly. They were playing semantics
1: with this. Yeah. But ultimately, it was yeah. just like a double down. If you don't do it, then this yep. is what's going to happen. Um, and just the fact that, like, I mean, you know, there's so many – children and adults still in this situation here in america today that cannot i'm constantly getting emails and text messages from people who cannot get a transplant because of their vaccination status and luckily there's about five hospitals that we know of in america that will still do it Um, and so i'm able to pass that information on which i'm you know grateful for but, but yeah not,
0: but it shouldn't it yeah it shouldn't be exactly that
1: way <laughs> exactly, You're right. exactly it right it should 100% should not be that way um but it is and and that's why we want to pass Julia's law because if we can pass it in North Carolina then we can get it perhaps in other states and maybe, you know, national the goal is a nat- eventually national.
0: So yeah. tell us what happened with her so we can know that kind of like the, the happy okay. ending here a little bit, yeah, what sorry. ended up happening? Um, did she get a kidney? Where'd you guys end up going? And yeah, what's the status of, of, of her? Okay.
1: So then, um, the whole thing happened with like, we were on a bunch of things. We were on Tucker Carlson. Right. Tuck, you know, that, there's no bigger platform in America than Tucker at the time. That So that was just like a blessing to be able to, you know, get a call and you're going to be on Tucker tomorrow night. And we were on <laughs> Tucker and that's where our kidney came from. Like the person okay. saw that we were needing it. And, um, we only know his name is his initials he's are JJ, JJ and mm-hmm. he's from Kentucky that he doesn't want to be known. He's a wow. hero. He just wanted to give Yulia a kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking to uh, Miami Institute mm-hmm. and um, Advent Health in Orlando. Those mm-hmm. are the two that we had been talking to. And then East Carolina came up um, and they moved very quickly. In fact, that it was unbelievable how quickly they moved. They looked at the her notes or her records and said, we can list her today. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason why this child has not been listed. Right. Um, so we went for an appointment there. And then we were, were, so there the other thing that they were saying was amazing is that Yulia had about 50 people come forward uh-huh. yeah. to try to be her donor, which they've uh-huh. never uh-huh. had that many. Yes. Never seen anything like it before. He was almost a perfect match. She's never had any issues. They've done testing for micro rejection. Mm. She has nothing. She's literally a miracle. Mm. Um, so we got the call that we had the donor, but he was going to go to Alaska to work for the summer. And so mm. we were under the assumption that he could not do the transplant before he went to work, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, very yeah. grueling work in Alaska. So we we said, okay, does that mean we have to wait till September? They said, probably. So we said, can we work up some more of the people? Because we would really like to do it over the summer, just, you know, yeah. for logistics reasons with our family. Um, But then there was a mix up in the National Kidney Registry. There's something he said he wanted to do it before he left. They never told us that. No. So So they were going to take our kidney and give it to somebody else and tell us to go find another kidney. Like you, so this was like on a Friday night. I was hysterical. Like, how can we get this far? Have Mm. everything we need and it be pulled out from underneath us? But I will say, East Carolina fought for us. They they called National Cat, you know, the National Mm. Kidney Registry, and said, "This is their kidney. They found this person. Like, how can you do this?" And they were like, well, whatever it is, what it is, we can't pull it now. And they said, call the donor and find out what the donor wants to wow, do. And wow. when he found out that it was not gonna go to Yulia, he was very upset and said that I'm not doing it. I was doing this for Yulia. Wow. If my kidney doesn't go to Yulia, I'm not doing it. it. So, so we so got she, a call, we, yep. say it again.
0: Oh no, so yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, so she ends up, go ahead, yeah. yeah. Getting mm-hmm. a kidney, yeah.
1: So that was a Friday that we went in that Monday and her surgery was Thursday. Wow.
2: And yeah. so that quickly, like we had a five, five day notice yes, that it, she was, it was going in. it was yeah, it was interesting because the doctor called me directly after he called about thirty minutes after he called Chrissy and said, Hey, we got a kidney and potentially so I'm not gonna say but it's like ninety nine percent sure that's gonna happen this coming Thursday. I was like, What? Mm. And so I called Chrissy. She's like I know it's not, it's not going to happen. I said, no, he just called me. He said, no, I just talked to him. I said, yeah.
1: And then even just if you have a really good outcome with kidney, you're usually there for three weeks and Yuli was home in three days. Oh my like,
0: gosh. Yeah. And so yeah. she, and she's doing great. She's home. She's I mean, healthy. Yeah. She's all yeah. of those, all of those She's things. on
1: a swim team. She's doing all the oh, things right. she wants to do. Yeah. Um, she loves horseback riding. She can't go back quite no, yet. No, they just no. want to make sure mm. like we have a year of healing before mm. we do any bouncing and stuff like that. But, so, no, she's
0: doing amazingly. So to your point, or not to your point, but I think this is again. I know you guys are very humble people, and and don't you're not doing this for you know accolades or anything. I mean, many people at this point would probably say, okay, we've got our kidney, right? Yulia's okay, and we're <laughs> we got a bunch of other kids, uh, and full time work, and all the things that you guys do. So maybe. Um, a lot of people I don't think would continue in the fight, but for whatever reason, God made you guys a little bit different people. And so <laughs> you decided <laughs> with all your free time, um, why not try to change laws? So why don't you tell us what your what Yulia's Law is, maybe the status of that? I know you you alluded to it a little bit, but just tell us. What what the what you're hoping to have happen here, and I mean, kind of how we can help, and just what's going on, because I don't think people realize, because not only with organs, uh, which is a big deal, but then also just I think we need to understand you know as a people that it's really important that we have the right to choose what goes in us you know and 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 what's in that that goes in us or not in us and be able to have some of those decisions made i mean we live in times i don't think any of us thought we'd be living in certainly from a medical freedom and certainly from a faith-based perspective there's a lot of things that hang hang in balance right now that laws like julia's law really really matter so do you mind talking to us about this
2: no no, no no yeah
1: so we got a lot of calls during that time frame um of different um
2: senators, like senators representatives senators, that yeah.
1: you know we're going to help Bounce you people. we're going to defund duke we're going to blah, 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 you know a lot of promises were made and then they all fell flat like mm. no one ever came back to us and yeah. then we got a call was it before it must have been after her transplant from celeste celeste Carnes is her name and she said look i really she's a she's no, a freshman representative matter. she's a, she's a freshman representative and she's like, we really need to push this. Like we, we need to get this passed. And so we kind of took it with a grain of salt because a lot of people had promised us a lot of things. Um, but she, she did, she got it passed. Um, it was even bipartisan. It got it passed in the North Carolina house. It was, they said it was even a miracle how fast it, it was like within three weeks, like nothing gets passed that fast right. in any chamber in America.
2: Overwhelmingly passed. Um, yes. 20, 20, 23. Right. 20. And it
1: was bipartisan. So it wasn't just yeah. Republicans. No. It was Democrats and Republicans that passed it. Then it yeah. went over to the Senate. And of course it got buried in. Well, the, they're trying
2: to pass a the budget.
1: It got buried. Yeah. It got buried
2: yeah. because there's
1: people that were on that committee that didn't know doctors. And so we have, mm-hmm. um, in North Carolina, there's another group called, um, what is it? Physicians for, mm-hmm. what is it? Physicians for freedom or something. Okay. Uh, we talked to Emily Sanders is her name. She's the one that contacted us. Um, and so she is helping us try to get this passed. Of course, it didn't get through in the last, like Lee was saying, they were trying to pass the budget instead, but there is a short session coming up and they're trying to get it passed um, in that. Now, remember, we're in North Carolina, everything is red except for our governorship. We won't go down that rabbit hole, yeah. but, um, but we do have a supermajority. So we are hoping that we can get this passed before... We have another election because I don't know what will happen. um But that way, if it gets vetoed by Cooper, we can st- we have a supermajority. And
0: what's the what's the language? What is what is the bill um create or protect or what does it look
2: like? So basically, for, it specifically says uh, for COVID nineteen vaccines, you know, the nice saving treatment cannot be treatment. withheld. Yeah. So. But they wanting to broaden that later on. Well, so what they say, say is that the
1: smaller the bill, the easier to pass, yes, right? Yes. So we don't want to add a lot of other words to it. It's sure. very short, maybe a page and a half. Um, but basically, it would make North Carolina a haven for transplants. Like, right. people could come here. None of our hospitals in North Carolina could deny them because of their COVID vaccination status. Gotcha. And it's one step, but it's a step in the right direction. Um, and then, you know, we can... So- expand it from there.
2: Exactly, and and it's, you're right, this whole thing is kind of sad the way we're going, This our country's really reacted to this whole thing, uh, in terms of the the, draconian way that our medical community is being right now about vaccinations, it's really ridiculous, because when did we, like you said earlier, when did we lose our right to choose what goes in our body? As as leaders, as Christian and I were in the military, it's like, you take in all these experts, you take in all their information, and basically a lot, what it comes down to is, they're just advisors. It's all on the commander, the guy who makes mm-hmm. the ultimate decision that's going to take the risk. But these guys are saying, "Hey, here's here here's the pros, here's the cons." So that's kind of how we look at this as well, in terms of like the the doctors. It's like this it's their recommendation, but okay. Sure. So we take recommendations all the time. Do we always take them? No. Yeah. So we evaluate, we evaluate them and we decide that's not worth the risk, so we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah. And the so crazy this, thing about Duke is that, you know, Yulia had already had COVID and she, recovered Yes, and they would not even test her. They wouldn't do a tighter. I was like, okay, I'll play by your rules. At least test her, see what her antibody level is. And they refused. So I'm like, then it's not even about science yeah. because you're not even following science is this is about, I'm not, I'm standing up to you and you're you think you're the boss right? And okay. I'm not. Yeah. And it was not like that at East Carolina. East Carolina was the most welcoming place. Yes. They, I was called out for rounds every morning. What are mm. your concerns? What are your, you know, it was a completely different atmosphere. Duke is very much like you said, like we are Duke, you will do what we <laughs> say or you will not get what you oh, want. Yes. You know, no treatment here where East right. Carolina is definitely whole person, whole picture. I understand
2: um, it to people because they they say the same thing. Well, this, Duke was like, you're going to have to be here for three months. Mm. Oh, recovery. Yeah. Mm. Right. That was I was like, Oh my gosh, three months. And, and we live an hour
1: it? from Duke. And they said, because we were actually, we're like an hour and five minutes. Yeah. So they said we were going to have to have an apartment up there for three months.
2: Wow. I'm like,
1: what? East yeah.
2: Carolina is two and a half hours away. We went home said, three days no, later. You can go home. Yes. And we'll just do the, the labs. You yes. Know,
1: so we just go like, we were going once a month. Now we're up to every, every two I mean, months, but we get labs done in between. Um, so uh,
0: let me ask you, This I know we, I didn't pre, you for this conversation necessarily you guys are just open 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 books in that sense but I mean has this been a um I know you said Chrissy you were already kind of fighting you know medical freedom and you know ability to choose you know the the vaccine and the mandates that were coming on and things like that I mean have you guys always did it surprise you that you guys were in this position I mean are you guys always been kind of free thinkers um uh, you know, is your faith been a big part of your life? It made it, it made it sound like when you got married, maybe, I mean, yes, as a Catholic and a, and a, and a Baptist, but is, is there something that changed sure. in your life? Because I, I talk to a lot of people and you're still rare. Um, and <laughs> so sometimes, so, I mean, like, I know you guys, oh no, it's just, we're just doing the right thing. Well, I yes. wish that was the case. Um, and more people did it. It'd be a lot simpler and we would not be in, I think the position that we're in. And even raising kids, you sound like you've got a spectrum of ages, obviously the, all across the board. So, just any perspective or, or some thoughts um did you guys do you feel like god kind of prepared you for this this moment can you not believe you are in this position like you said you lost some friends and i'm you know i'm a doctor of chiropractic but you're a doctor of physical therapy i mean we're all sometimes we're already seen as outsiders because we're kind of yeah. in the system but we're kind of not in the system i think yeah. that's great because it allows us to yeah. that's free why think, i became you know? a
1: PT. Yeah I, yeah I was actually pre-med at notre dame and was like no i don't want to be a drug dealer so i'm gonna go to pt instead but, so you um, thought
0: that already back then like that was yeah, already and then part like, of
1: your, so my, our first three children were mostly vaccinated. I didn't find out about the fetal cells and, gotcha. and the vaccines until um, our fourth one was born. And so our kids don't have any of the, like the MMR, yeah. the Hepsi, or the chicken pox because, you know, because Wasn't of the option for cells. you guys. Yeah. Right. right. So, I mean, I would say like, you know, we're all on a faith journey, right. And yeah. we're not at our destination yet, but we're always trying to grow closer to Christ. And I think, in the end, people always say like, you know, why do your kids as college students want to hang out with you? Like, what have you Mm, done? mm. Like, that's not normal. People don't want to hang out with their parents. Um, And we homeschooled, we moved around a lot. Lee was, you know, active duty for 28 years. We lived in Europe. Um, And so I think I always say like the difference is, is that I'm with my kids 24 seven, like, My kids, I know, I tell my kids, I know you better than you know yourself. Mm. (laughs) I know your strengths. I know your weaknesses. I know what you like to eat. I know how you, I know how you, I know you better than you know yourself. I have become my job has been to study my children and my family. Like I know what my kids want and what they don't want. I try to say yes as much as possible, as long as it's not immoral, right? I'm never going to say yes to something that is immoral. They know right from wrong, whether they choose right or wrong is another story, but (laughs) they've been taught right from wrong. But we pray together as a family every night. And I believe that that is 100% the difference in our lives because Even our five year old who doesn't really pray with us, but he's there with us, will say, I'm tired. And I'll say, Okay, do you want me to give you a bath and put you to bed? And he'll say, We have to pray first. We have to pray (laughs) first. Or we'll be coming home from late night activity. And our kids will say, Can we pray in the car now? Because we're all tired. Can we pray? And then we'll, you know, we can go to bed when we get home. And I really think that that is the one thing is to pray as a family. And they've said it forever. And we say, Yeah, but no, it is like, breathing at our house. Mm. If we have dinner, we pray. Like that's what we do. We, we have three meals a day and we pray together every night before we go to bed. And then at the end of the prayer, we always go around the family and say, you know, tell me something you're grateful for and your favorite part of the day. Mm. So then if we, you know, we know what, what was, what made someone happy that day or what they're grateful for. Um, and so I think, I really do think that it is a tradition in our family now, and I hope it's passed on to our kids to be close as a family because i think there's you know especially with electronics people we, which we yeah. don't let our kids have really but you know people can be in their rooms like the kids all in their own rooms with their own devices and there's no family unit and i think that's where we're breaking down in our culture
0: yeah i mean that, that, that's a, there's a whole nother show right right there right. Um, yeah. i mean which uh, which i think sometimes and i don't know i'm getting i don't want to say i'm getting older but i you know i'm getting older and i <laughs> i look back and i'm you know my Daughters just about to head to college or wherever she decides to do in that regard, and it's um you do hope you've you've passed on these values. And a lot of times, I think, and this is what I think is the misnomer. You were saying semantics uh, with some of the rhetoric the hospital was telling you. Duke is um you know sometimes it's called old fashioned. I think even mm-hmm. you know faith based principles or, or or any living your life um, through that through that lens of faith, a Christian worldview is really seen as, well, maybe on the nice end, it's kind of seen as old fashioned. On the extreme end, I think it's often seen as almost hate speech or, right? Yeah. I mean, like like, mm-hmm. like you're the problem. You know, I just, somebody sent me something the other, just last night, uh, some study that came out and I thought it was a joke. You know, you can't hardly tell fiction from nonfiction nowadays, I know. but it literally was some study that said that, that, that human breathing is the cause of, Uh, global warming. And I thought it was a joke. I wrote back, ha ha. And he said, I'm serious. And I'm like, that is what's happening. We're up is down, left is right. One plus one is three. We're humans. God's creation is seen as the problem. The solution be get rid of us. Right. And it's just nihilistic, just really demonic view of humanity. Um, And I think it's gotten so perverted that people like, I mean, I'm even thinking about, I mean, Uh, we're a homeschool family as well. I remember we were at a seminar one time with this, Uh, homeschool family was taught. We were learning. I'm a first, we're first generation. I wasn't homeschooled. My wife wasn't homeschooled. So we're just learning and we're trying to learn some stuff. And I remember this when the dad came home and they were kind of a, he was, I think, a pastor kind of guy. And the mom was staying home teaching the kids. And and he said something about a test. Like, well, did you test them? And she goes, I don't need to test them. I know what they know. I'm the one that taught them. I know if they can spell, you know, like I watched them write. And I remember laughing. It was just one of those little moments where I realized how you just indoctrinated might be a stretch, but just, we don't even yeah, ask these yeah. questions anymore. Like in my, my wife does primarily the, the, homeschooling. She was a lawyer by profession, but she decided it felt called to stay home with the kids. And, and I'm eternally grateful. Matter of fact, many of the reasons we started, you know, X amount of years ago was not even really the gratefulness I have for it now is not even why I started, frankly. Right. I mean, right. now we're, now we're eternally grateful, but maybe that's, um, uh, just a, maybe just a couple thoughts as we kind of wind down the show. I mean, again, you guys sound like just a, a unique, special family, but do you have encouragement for, because hopefully, again, people aren't going to be in the position that you were with Yulia. And I want people aware of this because uh, people are, even in, uh, there was a, a, a young boy in, in my state, uh, we're in Florida, but even sometimes it's difficult depending on the hospital system you're in. And he was had leukemia and they wanted to do transfusions and they were requesting, um, unvaccinated blood for the transfusion. Yeah,
1: that's a whole other And story they were to told,
0: yeah, they were told, the parent, I literally have the text thread. They were told that that is, this was their words, that it was racist for them to request <laughs> unvaccinated blood. Oh and my he was goodness. like, what is, you can't really mean, like, what are you talking about, you know? Right. And, um, and so it's these, this isn't going to get, um, I don't want to say get better, but we're not done with this, right? COVID's not no. over in the classical sense of COVID's over because we're flying on airplanes again without masks. That's not what I'm talking about. There's still an agenda that, yes, and, and our kiddos are going to have to carry that forward. And I'm not here to turn this into some political show. I'm happy to do that. But will you give us some of your thoughts, some of your perspectives, and maybe encouragement or warnings? I mean, being in the military, you see that perspective. Just any thoughts for us as as parents Um, that are still contending for our kids and for our future and just as American citizens.
1: Yeah, just keep fighting. I mean, in the end, you, you have to fight for the rights that you want. Um, this is going to become a problem with the blood donation. We were able yeah. to bank blood for Yulia, but yeah. um, we have our oldest daughter's about to give birth and she's concerned mm-hmm. about it herself and wants her sister to bank blood for her um, before she goes back to college. And she's fighting a lot of it just to not to jump topics, yeah. but just to show you like, Let's you know, there. she, she, they keep coming in trying to jab her every time she goes to an appointment, <laughs> not with the COVID shot, but even just like yeah, flu well, or whatever. Yeah. Top, flu, and then like DTAP, sure, like, whatever there's a million of them she doesn't want her child to you know get the vitamin k vaccine now because when i was giving kids it was just in the eyes now they're giving vaccines made by pfizer like okay no thank you um but she (laughs) i think you know she was not always the strongest in her faith i think growing up she's kind of pushed back a lot Mm. but after seeing us go through what we did with yulia i mean Mm. she's found her voice and Mm. she's going to stand up for her child and so you know that's encouraging um i think a big part is don't don't worry about the big picture like try to stay in your, you know, mm. in your little group, you don't have to go, you know, write laws or whatever. Like that's one of my friends wrote me like, you know, we're just supposed to live ordinary lives, but some of us are called to extraordinary lives. And I realize now that God is calling you to something more. Mm. Um, and it's not that we are yeah. you know, better than anybody else. It's just that he has put the microphone on us and we're going to use it for other people, not just for ourselves. Um, but in the, the funny part is when all this COVID vaccine came out, I was like, you know, I'm against it totally, but I don't need to scream it to the world. I'm just going to be quiet about it. Mm. And God was like, ha, ha No, you're not. You're going to go on Tucker Carlton. <laughs> What's <Well, laughs> well,
0: the old saying. Yeah. Don't don't tell God your plans and listen to him laugh. Yeah, that. Exactly. yeah,
1: exactly. So I think it's just if all of us just stand up because everybody becomes braver if somebody around them is standing up, you mm. know, mm. Um, and we can link arms and and fight but we can no longer assume that someone is fighting for us mm. uh, because everything no. is so corrupt in our country, which like you said, is a whole nother yeah. Uh, yeah. podcast, but there really is no knight in shining armor coming to save us. Like mm. if we, if we want to save society, we have to stand up.
2: And you know, no one knows your children better than you do. Mm. And so that's, I would say the, as a parent, you have the right to say yes or no. Mm. You know, and don't let, don't let the medical community bully you into something that you really don't want to do. Like we had this, I had a discussion with my daughter the other night, she said, they're making me feel like a bad mom. I'm like, you're not, you're not a bad mom. You're doing what's right. What you think is right for your child and you're taking all the information and and make that, make that decision and don't think twice about it. I mean yeah
1: and i mean it may be a lonely road but if we Mm -hmm. all unite together you know as i said to yulia one time i said we lost a lot of friends over it and she said mom but we gained a lot Mm -hmm. and just it's true like you know who your true friends are now we know we've met people like you know beth we would have never known like there's so many people we would not have known had we not done this fight um and so we're just grateful you know every day that god he literally like i i need to write a book really about yulia's story about how this happened and like just the miracles after miracle after miracle it's unbelievable like we could have never dreamed and he is just keeps throwing them at us and we don't deserve a one of them
0: and i think you know as as i'm listening to you guys and it's really partly why i wanted to have you you on this this show is because we need to we need to hear these stories but we need to we need to they need to get into our heart there there need to be more than just we sit back and look at you guys and say oh wow that's amazing it is right but we need to ask ourselves what is what is that look like in each of our own lives sometimes Mm -hmm. the battle is like you said it's just contending at our home to keep our family together and saying prayers over dinner and 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 the eternal importance of that may be maybe all that is going to happen in that scenario and then there's certain times mm-hmm. where you're you're thrust into the position that you guys were sometimes a kind of kind of reluctant leadership right like you didn't choose mm-hmm. it yeah. you didn't like wave your yeah, hand no. and say hey could we have an organ transplant to battle you know and be on yeah. national news and being told we're crazies trying to you know kill our daughter yeah. you know these types yeah. of scenarios that really many people really wouldn't um, be able to handle and so when we hear these stories and more importantly when we hear the victory it's like uh, when the, they walk through the fiery furnace because of the refusal mm-hmm. to bow down um right? There's two parts that stick out to that story. Well, several, but right. Um, they said, and even if it doesn't go right the way we're right. anticipating, uh, we're, you know, we're doing it anyways, because that's our God. And then of course, when they go through and they survive, a matter of fact, untouched, and it says there was a fourth man, in the fire, there was a fourth person in the fire. And I think as we, and I get a little choked up, just, yeah. I think we just think about that. And, and we are called, we, this, this, this illusion, I, I remember this quick story, I'll, I'll, I'll wind with this, I don't wanna give you Lye's last word, but I heard this story, it was on a podcast one time, and you guys may have heard this, but it was a, a gentleman was in ministry and I think they were overseas and he met his, uh, met fell in love with this woman, I believe she was from Iran. And uh, she became a believer and um they moved back to america and they were here for about 6 months and she said i can't be here anymore she said and, and the, she said it's like a satanic lullaby and what she was saying is we're just under this like la la everything's okay she said i want to yeah. go in the fight i need to mm-hmm. be in in the in 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 the, in the battle they don't even her point was like here, I many people don't even know that they're in—they're in, they're in one—but they don't even think they are, right? Because they got no, their Netflix yeah. and their Facebook, and they're just zombied out, and and they got their food delivered. And, I, and I'm being a little bit rough, but we have to realize that those things are actually destroying us. We're like a boiled frog in that yeah. regard, and Absolutely. so you know we need to get in the game. Now, I'm not wishing more hell on us in this nation. I'm not. I'm hope that this that people wake up soon enough that. It doesn't have to go to the to the bottom. It may. Right. I don't know. Um, but do you guys have? And again, that's kind of a bad way to end the show here. <laughs> but any just some thoughts, encouragement, some hope, resources. Is there a place they can follow you? Um, or, or I don't even know. You know, any needs that you guys have. But just any kind of. I'll give you guys last word here as we wind down.
1: Okay. So we are actually the the biggest thing yeah. that we have to say is like just keep fighting. And if you can, um, you know contact the North Carolina senators. I, I can post them. I do have a Facebook page, okay. Chrissy Barry Hicks, if people want to go there. Um, but there's also, um, we do have a give, 10 go. And that's why I've been doing all the updates because mm. it's just easier for me to update it there because a lot of people followed through the whole Tucker Carlson thing. Yeah and it was um, give send go backslash kidney for Yulia. And I do updates there all the time about Yulia and what's going on with Yulia's law. And on that page, one of the updates, um, there are contact information for all the North Carolina people. But also if you're in another state and you want to try to get this passed in your state, please, by all means, you know, be the person who brings it up in your state and gets the ball rolling there as well. But I mean, above all, like just keep praying, you know, there's that verse and I can't think of it right now, but it's like, if we turn away, if we turn and we repent, God mm. will save our land.
2: Yeah. Um, and that's where we are. Yeah, I think so. I think if you, if people aren't paying attention to Satan, like that lady said, mm. uh, Satan is alive and well. And just, there's so many people in our country that are just asleep mm. uh, to it. Uh, oblivious to the whole thing. I mean, just look at what we're doing to to kids these days and what they're doing mm. in the schools. Mm. Um, Satan's alive. Well,
0: you, you know, I just think about I, I I don't know maybe it's the dad in me I think about your how old is Yulia now? She's fifteen. Fifteen and you know, I've got a fourteen year old son. I, I when I hear these stories about kids like and I mean just even her story right? She's from Ukraine. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know from Ukraine and just all that that even means right now. Uh, it's hard yeah. to it's hard not to think this little girl has a special purpose. She does hundred percent. It's hard not to just think about. You know um, what that means. And my encouragement would be, I would tell you, although Yulia has a special purpose, it says that he knows the hairs on our heads. It says mm-hmm. that he created us in his likeness and image, each of us having a divine purpose. He has plans for you before even the foundations of the world were laid. And so if you're listening to this and you are, whatever you're walking through, maybe not a story like this, but I have no doubt that we're all walking through times we never thought we would. I would pray that you would have an encouragement. If anything you've heard is victory, you've heard strength of character, you've heard of people doing the right things for the right reasons, never wanting to be on TV, never wanting to be uh, yeah. quasi-famous, I don't even know, what whatever that, nothing like that, just trying to be a mom and a dad and doing the right thing and serving God and serving their country and serving patients and serving their, their family that's what we're all called to do. And God will, you know, it says, seek ye first the kingdom and all else will be added. Our job is to yeah. seek him. He decides what the all else is, whatever that looks like for each of us, 11 mm-hmm. kids or two kids or no kids. And so mm-hmm. I just thank you guys for, for uh, staying in the game and and, and staying in, in prayer and just doing the the right things for the right reasons. And I think this story will continue to be told. And you know all of the miracles and i do i'll be the first one to buy the book and to hear the to hear the story but um you know and i was funny i know before we started taping the show i i said oh you know merry christmas and if you guys had a good 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 holiday and everything and you said yes and except you know you said oh some of the kids are leaving and you know and i yeah. i think about that i think about you know even you describing that many people don't even enjoy the holidays because they the family doesn't even get along, right? Mm, uh, they yeah. don't have a bond like that. And here you guys were, <laughs> it literally caught me because most people are like, oh, I'm glad it's over and they're gone. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh man, they're kind of leaving and we're missing them already. And it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, that's how it can be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, but you, it doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It happens because you're intentional about it. And so um, thank you guys for um, sharing your story with our listeners today and, um, and maybe we'll have you back on in the future to celebrate the passing of the bill and okay. um, and just to encourage each other in uh, iron sharpen iron how do we stay in this fight because we uh, there's there's more more battles ahead but it says that he will be nice. faithful to us and he won't forsake us or leave us and so bless you my friends thank you for taking the time to get on and, and uh, share Yulia's story and we'll continue to pray for her amazing health and for your whole family and the work God has called you to do thank you guys take care God bless Thank, Thank you. you. God bless Thank you.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Design to Heal. Always remember that the greatest doctor lives inside of you and God gave you what you need to be healthy and well. Connect with Dr. Ben at drbenrawl.com or achievewellness.clinic. And please share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it and follow us on Instagram at Design to Heal Podcast.